Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. My name is Scott, if you haven't guessed already, and I'm also joined by my stunning, stunning co-hosts, one of which has a new haircut. I've got Shane up here. Oh, hoi hoi. And i got Philip. Hello. Today as well. Yeah, he's the one with the new haircut and he looks <laughs> stunning. Um, today we are going to be talking about... Paper Girls, Volume 1, from Image Comics. This covers issues 1 to 5 and was written by Brian K. Vaughan, art by Cliff Chiang, uh, colours by Matt Wilson, and letters by Jared K. Fletcher. Before I go, before I go into the synopsis, let's have a quick hello. See, see who we got so far. Dominic's in from across the pond. He says, I'm ready. Thank you for joining, mate. Nice to see you on time. Uh, we got Martin here. Evening all. Hi, buddy. Thank you for joining. Lewis, what's good? Uh, maybe this book. Maybe not. You'll, you'll find out soon. James is here. Hey, it's that time again. Yes, it is. Half past nine. And we've also got the House of Nerd show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining. And he says he's excited to catch us live. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, so... Paper Girls Volume 1. Let's see. So this story follows a group of four 12-year-old paper delivery girls who uncover this sort of mysterious machine. Uh, After mysteriously losing all of their friends, their loved ones, and their neighbours, the girls were left to fend for themselves against futuristic beings with no clear agenda. Um, You then go and realise that uh, they are working for Apple or something. (laughs) And, uh, And... it's just it's just a wild ride all the way through. You use the words there, no clear agenda, because I still don't know what what on earth um, <laughs> is going on. And I think that's part of the charm about it as well. Dean's here as well. Bonjourno nerds, bonjourno Dino. Yeah, I think that's part of the uh, yeah the the mystery and the well, certainly the way this volume left things like it. There's, there's more to ha- like you know there's more to it there's obviously more to tell yeah. of the overall plot yeah. I think this book didn't really focus on the overall plot as much it's more no. about here's these, here's these four girls they're getting together there's unworldly events happening and uh, like, just like Stranger Things grown ups can't save the day like the military of the army can't save the day it's just down to these four youngsters um, yeah. I, that's what I liked about it but at the same time, what was going on? Hmm. Well, see, I I get you, and I had the same thought as well throughout. Like, there is some sort of plot going on, but mm. are we clear what that plot is? I'm not too sure. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. Dot a dot. Um, and but I I have kept in mind that this is a 30-issue story. Done. So maybe this was all, you know, maybe this wasn't written as like, right, volume one will be this, volume two will be this. It's, look, these 30 issues will be this, and then we'll break it up into five-issue chunks. And that's the problem we've had with many, many graphic novels that we've read. They don't plan them out correctly anymore. They don't plan them out to be read as individual volumes, do they? No, no, no. It's just it's like this. This needed to grab you, and it. Halfway through, I got interest. I became more interested. Like the beginning was slow and very. It was very by the numbers. You know, you meet the girls; they're gonna get entangled in some mystery. But then halfway through, you find out the mystery is there's these time scavengers who come back to the past to get stuff to take to the future and because they've i i assume it's because they have broken the time 
barrier or whatever that time is frozen Apple, you know, Steve Jobs sends people back to clear up the timeline by removing everyone from the timeline so they can do battle with the other scavengers Apart from the girls. without causing any damage. But the girls were standing next to the machine as it happened. So because they were next to a time machine, uh, yes. they were thrown out of time as well. I get the whole thing now. You've cleared it all up for me. I understand now. Thank you. 10 See, out of 10. As, as you guys well know, um, me and time travel in a book. It's right uh, street, mate. It's yeah, it's, it's not for me. However, this scene quite um, basic, almost Back to the Future, simple time travel. You know, mm. the part where they had to go from one of those machines with their friend in them to go back to the one that was in the basement. Like that's like that's like basic. That's keep keep it like that. Don't be getting too convoluted and adding all these different other timelines. Just keep it basic for me, and that's what I liked about it as well. That it didn't try too much. To, 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 to science you know, don't science me don't don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't science. You know, just just keep it simple back in time forward in time things happen you're back at there grant that's it don't don't do anything else very simple way of time travel exactly but that's what i was it. enjoying the most but then like the final page when they get sent to the future i lost interest i have to admit i, I preferred it when it was happening in the past yeah. like Volume two is not going to interest me now that they're in like nineteen ninety nine. Oh, it'd be interesting to see how these kids from the eighties, you know, react and have to deal with nineties. But it's going to work out perfectly fine because Max yeah. shows up in ninety nine and she's a grown up, so we know that. No, that was Erin. Erin uh, shows up, so we know that Erin's going to survive the whole ordeal. So threat gone. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but she she survived the whole ordeal up to that point because that's in the nineties. Like Apple, the wee device you had, like like an iPod or something. That's like that's the naughties. There's another ten years still to go. You know. Yeah. Maybe we're gonna go even more into the future. Hmm? The the funny thing is, I I I do cheat sometimes when I when I you know Fair. do this every week in terms. Of course of you do. We've seen Apple, the we've seen your scores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean like that. I just mean like sometimes I'll go to Goodreads. Or people on Instagram. And actually, Dean's in the chat, and I went back today. I looked at his, his Instagram a few months ago because I knew he had read the whole series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the way he describes it is that volume one, in fact, book one, which is the first two paperback volumes, they don't explain everything. It's obviously meant to be explained the further you go on, and there yeah. are there are parts kind of will go over your head a little bit, and won't make sense until you read the complete story, but. And you do get a little sense of that in this with the time traveling machine because you know you're reading it for the first time and you see issue one and you see that machine and it goes and um, you know it was because I'm assuming now that we've read the whole thing it's because they traveled back to that point and that's what caused this whole this whole loop of a thing um, maybe and uh, you know so we have had that kind of thing now already. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Time travel. I told you, it just, it just, it, it, it baffles me sometimes. But that did, like, that came out of nowhere. The girls realizing that they should go back to the original machine from issue one. Like, they didn't figure that out. She just said it. She's like, "Oh, uh, perhaps we'll just go back to the first one, and Aaron will be in there." And it was like that. They didn't figure anything out. They didn't know that it was um, that sort of time traveling machine just because it looked the same. Why would you ever think that that was the one that yeah, disappeared like, now? Exactly. Very convenient. Because they, they, yeah. they did yeah, they did say like oh, that wasn't the second one, that was the one. Like there only is one. You're right. So how did you come to that conclusion? She just kind of had like a bit of a mind blank all of a sudden and realized it, like light bulb moment. But um yeah, as you say, convenient for the story. But again, that last page in the in the in the volume, it makes me want to read volume two. I do. I, like, I, I like the idea that she's met her, her future self and her yeah. future self, but this is like, something that's complicated. Her future self doesn't recognize her past self. It's like, hey, that's my name. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. you. So, do you not... Yeah. This this is what leads me to think as well, because, you know, Shane said, you know, we, we see her in the future, so we know she's fine. Or is this like the first time in this timeline that it's happening? <laughs> yes, Phil's head is hurting already. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, if if yeah. she doesn't remember this situation, then this hasn't happened for older Erin. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So we get different timelines. So, yeah. 
But see, I when you saw the leg step out the car on the final issue, the final few pages, yeah. because um, hockey stick was missing from the bridge at the end, she'd fallen in the water. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know the girls' names. I have them written down as hockey stick, walkie talkie, got shot, and homophobe. I don't know their names. I, I refuse to learn them throughout the book. They. Um, <laughs> But um, she was missing from the bridge. So when I saw the leg step out of the car, I thought she had fallen out um, like a decade earlier. And maybe that was the grown up version of her mm-hmm. getting out of the car, come to the bridge to meet them. Mm. I thought maybe she had fallen out through the timeline slightly earlier, which would have been quite interesting. Yeah. Had one of their friends aged because she had been thrown forward in time, but not as far as them. That was my f- first thought. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, yeah. Again, another thing that you're you're left wondering what happened to her. What one yeah, was it? You go. K, 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 KJ. Yeah. Was KJ. The one that... Yeah. So, like, what happened to her? Because you know, where is she? I think she fell in the water out. next to yeah, the bridge. One of them went in the water. Yeah. Oh, so she. Oh, right. Okay. I missed that. There we go. So you go know when they're the... all like, you know, when you get that massive, colourful page where they're all just falling through something. Mm-hmm. One of them is in water. So we assume that it's KJ. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think she just missed the bridge by like five feet. <laughs> there was so, a very complicated part when they did say, like, imagine you were standing on the stream and you went back in time to the same part in the stream and you're in some sort of like. You'd be in, you'd be in space, ice. the vacuum of space. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, or, yeah. so the. the... So what they were trying to say is you can't just travel time, you have to travel space as well because if you just travel time and you stay in that one spot Mm -hmm. the the planet is still moving so if you time travel and stay right here you will travel like if you travel an hour you will be in a different part of the planet or maybe not even on the planet Ah, so it's like like Superman Red Sun you know, because you know if I mean, if the if this ship didn't land in the US of A, and eight hours later in a different spot, yeah, no idea. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get something it. like that. Yeah. yeah, well done. I'm there. <laughs> so when said, the girls' time, <laughs> welcome to the Nerdhood Science Club. <laughs> Coming soon. So when the girls did time travel, though, they still landed on Earth. All right, they were in a different place, but that was lucky, wasn't it? Because they could have just landed in the vacuum of space in an end of volume one. Bye. Yeah, just see the girls just floating in space, just yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what, what did you think artistically then? Like, what do you think of the art of the colours um, in this story? I liked it. I, I liked the palette they used. Um, you can obviously hmm. pinks, like baby pink and maybe baby, baby blues throughout. You know, and uh, I like pink and blue, and that's, it was nice. But the uh, the art's kind of typical. I think of all of indie books, especially with image, where it looks basic, but also it's like remember like Skyward for example. Yeah. It was basic at times, but yet what it needed to have a good, good bit of detail had it. Mm. Especially when they went into the sewers and stuff, under the woods, you can see a lot of detail. Um, you know, it wasn't smooth lines. It was quite rough, but not like yeah, not dirty, like clean at the same time. If you if you're comparing this to Skyward, I think Skyward would be a bit better. Artwise, like a detail or maybe clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, this is based in the eighties, and we saw some cool eighties, mm-hmm. you know, style things. You know, the time traveling machine, even though it was from way in the future, it fit in this kind of time era. That's the word I'm trying to say. Fit in this era, uh, and yeah, just things like that. But you know, you like. The details, um, a lot. We had a lot of like panels where it was just very bright colors in the background. It's just that's all it was in the background, and then all the, the characters in there were just one other flat color to contrast that. Like there's one here, it's pink uh, in the background, and then Mac is there. Her faces, her face and hair and her head are green, so that contrasts quite well with the pink. And then you've got a yellow background uh, mm. where KJ's being hit by the. The, the scavengers and she's like uh, they're, they're like quite pinky brown so again that contrasts quite well uh, and I, yeah. I like that basic but I like it it's uh, it... yeah Lewis said that chat that the art was simple but effective and that's probably yeah. a good way to put it like it's not it does seem simple to us you know the, mm. the simple minds but it, it 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 looks really good 
it's effective and visually appealing certainly yeah, yeah. definitely Dean says he yeah. loves Chiang's artwork I'm a definitely a big fan Dean can you tell us what other stuff he's done Wonder Woman 52 is it that's yeah and his work on there is great his work on Wonder Woman New 52 is fantastic um it's a lot it's not a lot I wouldn't say a lot but there is a difference in quality between his art in this and his art in Wonder Woman and I don't know Wonder Woman better or worse Wonder Woman is better slightly and I don't I don't know why maybe he had more time but um, I think it's slightly better in Wonder Woman. But the, one of my notes is the star of this book is the colours. The colours are fantastic mm. in this. Oh, yeah. Throughout the yeah. entire book, the colours are great. Speaking of the start of the book, um, I got massive like saga vibes straight away because we're in that kind of dream scene, aren't we? And she's like on on the moon, I think, with an apple and the <laughs> earth is in the background and, and then this astronaut with wings pops up and then you've got the the scene with the the devil poking her sister through the face and <laughs> it's just weird but it was definitely it definitely grabs you as an issue one i think and you're like what the hell was that but then you realize it's all a dream and then you carry on normally yeah i i was getting saga vibes as well from mm. from that um and i realized it's the same guy it's the same writer so yeah. <laughs> wait a minute yeah. um i thankfully was not getting saga vibes from issue one that's why i continued reading <laughs> that's why you kind of liked it uh, <laughs> should we go onto our pages yeah yes yeah cool all right uh philip we'll start with you um the the main thing for me for this page i mean i've i know mac was a bit loose in some of her 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 uh her words at times but i quite like her attitude i quite like the way she was a, a, a cheeky a cheeky yeah. mare and they just just it's just sitting here she's smoking she's got the the kind of like scrunched up face and she's blowing the, the cigarette smoke to the side and she's kind of giving this cop attitude which i'm assuming like must be a dad or something or an uncle because obviously she must know him some way um no, but he knows her brother her brother's a troublemaker knows how it is but that's what i mean just 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 the idea that she's just just like their attitude towards the cops but again the art's visually pleasing too with the lights and stuff and the even the this the panel with the sheriff or the officer at the bottom uh, the lights behind him it looks very daunting but it also yeah. has um a tattoo of um oh, i forget what they call them they call the with the ladies on their arms what's that called burlesque no the, the kappa flaps no. i can't remember what what the word, word, word i'm looking for but yeah i just thought this page was like really cool Cool. And yeah, speaking of speaking of Mac being cool, um, she, a couple of pages on after this, and that she threw her cigarette away and said something uh, or did something, whatever. And then um, before I read Erin uh, that she's with saying that's so cool or or you're so cool, I also said in my head, "You're so cool." And then I read it, <laughs> "You're so cool." I was like, "This is so cool." Uh, it's so cool (laughs) so cool here we go again so cool um yeah uh but yeah cool pick um surprisingly surprised it wasn't a splash page and you've just gone for like a normally normal panelled page yeah because you said a few weeks ago you're trying not to do splash pages and i thought you're trying to be cool like me okay i get it i get it no i'm just i just don't want to be the only guy but splash pages on so right okay well anyway i'm putting a splash page on here's mine Mm. (laughs) um Here's my page. This is when they're in the sewer. I think it's like issue three or four. Um, and all of a sudden you turn the page and this is not what you expect to see. It's this giant floating green monster with uh, marshmallows, green tentacles and square eyeballs on the end. And it's just, this was like my what the F moment, like turning this page. And it, it was just cool. And I'm a big fan of D&D and I play D&D. And this gave me like big like spectator beholder vibes. And um, yeah, it was just really fun and impactful. And the color on it, like, again, contrasts really well with the background and everything else that's going on. So this creature really pops out. And I really like that. I, I feel like the... <laughs> Don't want to ruin your page for you. I feel like, like, I, feel <laughs> I think, like, I, think I, uh, I've ruined it, to be honest. Yeah. It just sticks with like a sore thumb, which you'd argue is a good thing. It's meant to be like a monster. It just feels like it doesn't belong in the book for some reason. Like It's, it's too bright. Right. It's, it's too strange. And like I say, those eyes or whatever they were meant to be, they look like marshmallows on a stick. 
with a campfire type of thing. You know, that's, that's what they look like. Right. Okay. Well, I, I think it looked cool. Acknowledge your opinion, and and I prefer Shane's. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Shane, we'll go over to your page. Yes, I picked this for the colours mostly. Um, mm. I just love the portal opening, which I assume is the time portal because you have like the pterodactyl style dinosaurs yeah. coming through. But I also like the top, the guy at the top just taking his mask off and just the look on his face as he's just realising the sky's opening. Right? Um, possibly. I thought it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what year was this based? 88. 88, yeah. It would could have been the first Terminator movie, mm -hmm. yeah. But it's what? his face under the mask that gets me the eyes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this character didn't like he died too soon. Or whatever happened to him too soon, didn't it? It's like <laughs> they were They're not dead, they're just collected, aren't they? Yeah, but like, you thought they would have like you would have been a more important role. Like Steve Jobs. Why? Steve Jobs <laughs> he was just someone to look up at the sky. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Steve it? Jobs it was... collected him in a two He was the one they, they the girls came to him at some point and they got such and such he could help us and then they turned around and he was gone. No, so that was a different guy in a werewolf mask. That's not him. So, no, I, I'm terrible reading books these days. I had a nightmare last week. Um, nightmare right. again this week. Christmas, yeah. we're getting you a pair of glasses. Yeah. Right, there we go. Um, uh, um, yeah, so thank you very much for those pages. Um, we have one sent in today uh, from Connie. And, surprise, surprise, it's the same as Shane's page. Here we go. So I asked her, why have you picked this page this time? And she says, honestly, it's just sick. The apocalyptic vibes, the colours, it's just pretty cool. So she yep. said, thank you very much, Connie. You know, it's it's a good as reason as uh, good a reason as anything else. Um so yeah, thank you very much to Connie for sending that in. If you guys ever read any books in the future along with us, do send us your favourite pages because we love to show them and we love to get everyone else involved. Let me catch up on the chat a little bit. Um Chris is here, off from off from off, from off my shelves. Uh, I think his line work, uh, speaking of Chiang. Um, is a little looser than Wonder Woman, which was very straight and clean. That's probably why I preferred it in Wonder Woman then, right. yeah. Right. Good call. Uh, Luke Jones is here. Hey, thank you very much for joining. I hope you're doing okay. And uh, Dina's saying, that guy's facing that panel. Uh, I, might, I I make every time I get a work email asking me to do something. Like, uh, That's my face whenever, every time I get a message from Scott asking me to do something. <laughs> <laughs> what? I never ask you to do anything. Um, okay, so yeah. After that's... two years, Phil, we've learned our lesson. We don't ask you to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. Apart from correctly read and score a book. Yeah. That's our only well, requirement. He can't even do that now, so uh, <laughs> what good is he? <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Sorry, Phil. Um, we're looking for, for a third an, um... member. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got there. You got there. Um, okay, story time. What do you think of the writing? Um, I've probably touched on a few things that I, I liked. <clears throat> I over, mostly I, I did enjoy the kind of characterizations, the kind of the way they, they the girls spoke with one another and the way they kind of dealt with stuff. But I need to bring this up because um, so see the guys who were on like the pterodactyls and the white suits with the spears or whatever. Like yeah, what what language is that? Old English? Are, are they pirates? No, like what? Just what are they? What are they? English. I, I don't. I don't I have a note for that. They sound just like the Belters from The Expanse. Does anyone watch The Expanse? No. Oh, that's what the Belters sound like. They're like so far removed from Earth. They still speak English, but it's like a broken English. And that's all I could hear in my head when I was reading them See, speak. This is what I was thinking, because this little communicator thing they had, the little device they had. By the way, which isn't very futuristic. They had to carry around. You know, even though it is, but it isn't at the same time. You know, like... Yeah, to carry something around. <clears throat> I just felt like maybe they've been back the earth at a certain time. I know the eighteen or the sixteen hundreds or something where they spoke like this, and that's what they've picked up, and that's why they're using it. But then they realise that these girls don't speak this way, so they speak differently. I know because uh, Steve Jobs, the Steve Jobs character, speaks perfect English, doesn't he? So he, does. he speaks perfect English to the when he's speaking to them over the radio. It's just their language that's broken. Yeah. Yeah, because it does seem like in the little scenes you you do see, I'm gonna say with Steve Jobs, um, it's it does look like he's on Earth. 
or some sort of earth setting and then so just it could a collection of kids around him like you know, yeah he's in a genius in, bar isn't he just, yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. how do you think apple products are made you steal people <laughs> from the past grind them up and put them in a phone wow. oh, okay <laughs> um dean's asking here's a question did anyone did anyone else read that language in in a scottish accent there were a few words definitely were scottish yeah definitely um, and uh, Chris is saying it's difficult to judge the writing as it's intentionally confusing and mysterious the story and characters didn't really take an understandable form for a bit Yeah, it was definitely interesting and it's you know I see stuff like that and it's always fun trying to decipher for yourself you know what they're trying to say um, you know it was like I noticed uh, they had like the word like um clearly it was like clearly ain't or something like that but it was like clear yaint those are the two words so it was it was quite it was quite cool just moving that you know the letter from the last from the last word onto the next word and just little bits like that i thought it was quite cool it, it, it's like I say that the language they use is the one thing that i didn't it's not that that didn't grip me, but I understand what Chris is saying. It's meant to be like this for a while. Yeah. I think that's the I think that's the whole point of this book overall. That reading just the first volume, you're not going to really pick things up. You just kind of have to go along with the flow, go with go the go yeah. of the ride, you know, like, and just enjoy it. And like I say, for the most part, I did. It's just trying mm-hmm. to kind of apply logic. Doesn't work here. Just don't don't try to apply logic to this. It's not no. logical yet. No. Maybe maybe it will. Maybe. Shane, did you? Um, I think you've raised an issue with this type of stuff in previous uh, with previous books we've read. Um, the fact that they've just made up characters, like for 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 the letters that they've, you know, the mysterious language they were writing. Yeah, um, far too much a, of it. Again. Still a problem. <laughs> there was just too much of it again, wasn't there? Like. You're yeah. having them have a conversation with each other in this language. That makes yeah. no sense for me to observe that. Yeah. You know, especially when the girls aren't there to observe it. So that's just for the reader to be annoyed at. You know, if no. the girls are there and they're talking this language, that's fine because I mm. shouldn't understand it the same as the girls. But when they're talking to each other without the girls present, they are just talking to each other. So I should be able to understand that as a reader. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, like, totally. You can then like, switch back to their language when the girls are present because they can't understand it. So to go with the story, I then can't understand them either. Yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, so recently I read Radiant Black. Okay, I got I got the the trades for that. And in the back, um, if you haven't read Radiant Black, there is a weird like I don't know a computery type language in this story, and you you can't tell heads or tails what it's saying. But at the very last page of the volume. It has, this means A, this means B, this means C. So you can go ahead and decipher it yourself if you wanted. But oh, what? So what, like, what I'm trying to say is something like that would have been appreciated. Uh, if, if they're not going to translate it for you in the story, then at least give it as, give us something that can help us translate it if we wanted to. I, I kind of get what Shane's saying, but also if they were speaking to themselves in like normal English... And whenever they were speaking the different language with the girls, it wouldn't. It, you'd be more that's, kind of irked, I think. That's what the asterisk is for. You just say translated from future tongue, and then you know that's fine. This is this is true, but I just think maybe that they're looking for more of an impact that way. Yeah. Well, maybe don't have them speak then until the girls are present, so that you're learning with the girls that you cannot understand what these people are saying. Because yeah. to follow these characters through the small little like town that they're small little street that they're being chased through, they're talking to each other. The girls mm. aren't present, but they're clearly talking to each other, and I can't understand them. So that annoys me, and it, it might might be on purpose. Like it's, it might it might be put in there to annoy the reader, but just just don't have them talk. <laughs> See, I. I... I thought there was going to be a point where I was going to be able to decipher it myself because I think it was like the second issue where it was like there was a walkie-talkie saying like Ben is down or something like that. I was like, okay, right, Ben. Right, okay. So <laughs> so then it goes, like, I've got B, I've got E, and i got N. So I go to the, you know, where the chat, where they go, you know, oh no, Ben, are you okay? That's what I'm assuming they're saying. So 
Um, I was like, right, okay, that must be his name, right? Those are the characters for B, E, and N or whatever. And then I was like, right, can I, can I try and... Nah, it didn't I, work. Yeah, it didn't no, work. No. But I, would I not thought put that much effort into a book. <laughs> but I thought they were gonna leave enough breadcrumbs for, for hopefully me to do it myself. But obviously wishful thinking, and that didn't work. Uh, Connie's here. Hello, sorry, uh, I'm back. I had a phone call. The lack of ability to tra- to translate them annoyed me too. Um, it's okay. Was it a good That's phone not, call? We want yeah. your full attention for this hour. It's one hour. <laughs> one hour once a week. Full attention, please. And just Um Was anyone else thrown by the fact that the Apple logo just shown up at the end of issue one and then this whole book was fo- was be- was now because of Apple? I mean, I don't, volume. I don't think it was, was it? Like, we keep, uh, I'm calling him Steve Jobs. I don't think it was the Apple Corporation it that was. was doing this. It was the Apple logo, no. mate. I think it's just Apple has become so big in the future that it's just something everyone has now. Yeah. I don't think. So it was Apple. Yeah, right. As an Apple user, I don't want to think that Apple has <laughs> mastered time travel and is going back in time kidnapping people. Wouldn't put it past them, mate. Plus, They've already uh, added the time machine feature on their Macs, haven't they? So, also, it's, at some point in the future, Apple have taken out Bill Gates and Microsoft. So, I want, that's a book I want to read. See how they took him down. <laughs> He's not in control then, like that's, he is now. So, that's in Paper Girls Volume Two. That is, mate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You have to read on now. <laughs> So, anyone else? Anyone surprised? I was. Yeah, surprised that they actually used the real logo as well, because usually it's like a banana or a pear or a strawberry or something, isn't it? In comic yeah. books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't really use the actual Apple logo. But surprised um, they got away with it because yeah, if it, was it does turn out that the Apple Corporation is evil. I'm pretty sure there will be some lawsuits coming their way. Brian Cave will want to be like, called it. I called it. Read this book. Yeah, because the 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 TV adapter, the television show adaption was on Amazon Prime. Why not Apple Apple TV? You know, don't say Apple it. wouldn't produce. Have you seen the quality Apple produces? They don't produce no. stuff like no. this. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Apple produces better? Yes, Apple. Right. The, okay. the quality of Apple movies and TV shows through the roof. They don't just put any old crap on their streaming site. Uh, World it. Comic Reviews, he, he's saying uh, they sent Bill Gates into the future so he was floating in space. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Nice. Leave clever. him there. That's um, yeah. I mm. see, I was enjoying, like I say, I was enjoying it. The beginning I wasn't so much because I thought, oh, this is just going to be like Stranger Things, you know, some girls and a mystery. I didn't think anything supernatural or like magical, scientific was going to happen. I thought it was just going to be mm-hmm. like a Nancy Drew type story maybe you know someone gets killed or something like that and then when it turned into like the borg from the future coming back kidnapping and stealing stuff i was like i'm in i am in i'm in full steam for this this is what i want and then i was so enjoying it and it's set in the 80s and who doesn't have nostalgia for the 80s love it and then they jump to the future like i say well yeah scott wasn't born in the 80s so he doesn't know but i was like yes (laughs) the only the best decade ever i wasn't there so that's why it was the best i'm joking (laughs) walked into that one sorry what what if they're not in the 90s for long what if they're just there for one issue like you know the the end of this could just be a hook and they go hello i'm older you what the hell are you doing here oh no never mind oh what's that weird machine over there okay bye and then they're back in the 80s then I would, I would probably read on, but I'd need someone to confirm that first. <laughs> oh, right. You want that. You don't want to read to find out. You want to... No. Right. No, I don't want to accidentally get hooked on volume two. Get... <laughs> I, I went under this completely blind. Um, with with the Amazon Prime series, which again, people talk about, I wanted to watch. I didn't want to go into that blind, so I wanted to read this first volume before I watched the show. But... Um, <laughs> Again, as Shane had said, the whole kind of like, you know, time travel, pterodactyls coming from a hole in the sky, like it just was not what I expected whatsoever. I just expected, like Shane said, yeah. like, like kind of like a, a a young group of girls solving crimes of some sort, or you know, myths and legends or something. Not not like you know, time travel and people who speak a weird 
variation of Scottish, Caribbean, and <laughs> God knows what other languages there are there. So, but my my overall feeling is that, as, as I mentioned before, I think you just have to go with the flow of this, and that's why I I, I do want to read on. I'm just going to go with it and accept the madness that 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 is because there's no mm. point trying to understand it. Just go with it. I kind yeah. of want to read on and see how Matt copes in the 90s where she can't use her 80s homophobic slurs as often as she likes. You know, it'd be quite interesting to see her having to watch what she says because she's a gobby little cow that's going to get a slap <laughs> in the 90s if she opens her mouth like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She's not going to get away yeah. with it. That's, a, like... that, that's part of her charm in a way that she has that attitude where she no no no, no, wait, so she, ha- no she has that attitude where she does he doesn't care who, she, who what she's saying you know what i'm trying to say that's what i mean yeah. and it can be quite endearing to a character but there are certain things that even writers shouldn't be putting in books so you don't you know people stay away from the n-word i think it's about time we started staying away from the f-word like you know it doesn't offend me but just seeing it in a book it just makes me roll my eyes i just and because it's the eighties, and you have to have the age things in there as well, like you know the, the misconceptions and stuff like that. And I just rolled my eyes. And then every time she spoke after that, I was just like, I don't care what you have to say anymore. You have I have, I have no respect for you as a character. You've the writer has completely nullified you in my opinion. So I don't care what happens to her. I don't care if she dies, gets her head exploded, you know, turns wow. into a ball, whatever. I don't care because in one issue you managed to completely just turn her against like a certain percentage of your audience yeah can i, can I just so, say obviously because you, you, you referred to the words that she's used and i do think mac was my favorite character not for that reason <laughs> but just it was more because she seemed to have more of a backstory like with her dad mm-hmm. and her stepmom being like an alcoholic i feel like there was they were trying to put more weight behind her to yeah. lift her to a certain level and i yeah. feel like as a reader i I bought into it more than anything she's saying that's obviously derogatory or whatever, but um, I, I like them all, but I think she had more more meat on the bones type of thing mm. for her. So, Shane, you've had two people now. You've had Chris saying to read on mm-hmm. because of the whole 80s thing and you want that back, and so that's good news. And then you've also had Dean as well saying the homophobic language is addressed. Trust in Brian Gavon. So... Yeah, trust in that, mate. Maybe if you uh, tell me how many issues they're in the nineties for, maybe I'll like quickly go through them and then get back to the eighties. Maybe. But um, one more thing, I wish it had slowed down a bit because mm-hmm. I like the idea that uh, Max's mother thought that they were being raptured. Yeah, but if they had like played that. into that for an issue or two, you know, like really yeah. stretched it out a bit, so you do because like they, they were turning around and someone was gone. You know, that is very rapturesque. And I yeah. like that idea. That would have been quite fun just to play on. Obviously, it's not how the story goes, but for the girls to think that for a while might have been quite interesting to then think to themselves, maybe I am a bad person. I'm left behind. Why am I not being taken? That could have added some character growth. Like the mother had amazing character growth and she was in it for like three pages before she tried to shoot herself in the head. That was great. Yeah, it was interesting <laughs> that, you know, and, you know, like Phil said, you know, Mac did have the the most uh, concerning family dynamic. See, that's uh, why I think like she, like all her kind of attitude and things she's saying it's more like a front because deep defense. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like deep down at home she has her own kind of issues to the the sort out. And like I say, the, the thing she does and says that's like you're right defense mechanism. You know, I, that's yeah. why I like her. It's just more intriguing. Yeah. A twelve-year-old who has attitude, smokes, and tries to take control of situations. And he's well known by the by the police. Yeah, he was well known by the police. May have some issues at home, and and that is and that is shown. And you know, I think I think that was good. Um, I, I I do have one issue just on that. You, you mentioned twelve-year-olds. Um, is it common in the US of A for twelve-year-olds to get up at four a.m. to go deliver <laughs> newspapers? Look, I wouldn't want my. I wouldn't want my kids to leave in the house at four AM. I was I was thirteen when I had a paper round, when I started my paper round. And I was yeah, I was getting up. I wasn't getting up at four o'clock in the morning, but it was like half five, six AM. Uh, you know, and as a thirteen year old, that sucks. So <laughs> so seeing that 
like your 10 pounds a week yeah yeah so so seeing that at at the start of this book i was like i feel for you (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly what that feels like and that sucked so i was like i'm also glad i'm not there anymore um delivering papers at six (laughs) it's funny because there could be a lot of readers who are you know say teenagers reading this book Mm -hmm. wondering what on earth is a paper round what is that yeah, like like have like, probably have papers these days. No, no one really people buys. go and deliver Facebook and Instagram posts. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that. Knocking on the door, <laughs> swiping <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Um, we've we've got a bit of a good discussion going on in the comments. We got Connie just saying, um, going back to you, Shane, with the F word. It feels like the F word appearing in books written like in the in the noughties onwards sometimes feels like a chore for the author to say it rather than adding it to the story um like there are other ways to show prejudice prejudice sorry uh chris says he couldn't agree more there are so many other ways to give a sense of time and culture without slurs like that and you know that said her character or that said her character is the best in terms of development and how should i say she aggressively uh repressing feelings Oh, is she going to turn out to be a lesbian? Is that why she's so anti-gay in the book? I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Look at the haircut. Have you called it? <laughs> have, you, have you called it? Yeah, I'm well, calling gotta, it now. She, she's gay. you got to read on, mate. I haven't. I'll now. just go to Wikipedia. No, you have to. you got to read. you got to read on. No. We're, we're going to have uh, volume two for sequels month next year. <laughs> next year. There you go. Yeah. And then, we'll, no, we'll do, we'll do two, three, and four. And then viewer's choice will do five, we'll and then we may paper, as well do six. Paper girls wave. Yes, that's that's what we need. Paper yeah. girls month. Oh that's why you need you need it, Shane. You need paper girls month. Okay. Yes. I did. I, I did like the way that they naturally met up. It felt natural to me. Um, you know, we we start off with Erin, then we follow her, and then you know she's she's gonna get picked on by the looks of it, and then. Um, this other group of girls who have banded together, Mac starting the girl paper delivery revolution. Um, and then they, you know, they join, they band together then, don't they? And Erin just kind of joins that group. And then it all, it does feel quite natural to me. Uh, the, um, the thing is, why are there so many paper delivery girls for such a small area? <laughs> they don't travel a great distance. I feel like one person could have delivered to all those houses. Unless they each work for a different newspaper. But then, then the book how many would be newspapers completely... does a small town have? The book would be completely different. If there's one paper girl, it's like one person taking on, on this, <laughs> this threat. You know, yeah. we need the four. We had to have the four, so that's it. But stop stop thinking too much about it. There's four paper girls and one street. Yeah. That's that's enough. I do feel though like this could have just been four boys as well. Like there was nothing distinguished uh, like distinct about the story that needed four girls to be doing this. This could have been boys. And nothing in the story yeah. would have changed. Yeah, or a mixture. Like there was no need to just have four girls. Maybe the, the I would I, I don't think about it that way, but I was thinking in terms of Stranger Things. Like this is definitely like a its own genre. You know, youngsters taking on unworldly threats. Mm. And maybe with Stranger Things, initially and obviously I know Eleven was a girl, but initially it was the four boys. So maybe they just wanted to do the, the opposite of that. Um maybe. And I say that that guy who was wearing the werewolf hat, which I thought was the guy who was killed. <laughs> Maybe he'll come into it at some point um, later on. But um, I did think the kind of the way they all met was like just like super quick. It was super quick, easy. yeah. But I feel like it needed to be that as well. And, and can it, I just say that the boys who were harassing her at the start, like what what real jackasses? Mm. Like I, I think one of the lines was like it, I can't remember the line referring to, to there was grass and the whatever it was and it's like this is just, oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's oh, come on yeah. yeah i don't like it when the writers put things like that in it's like that's a 12 year old girl dude and you wrote that like you're the writer you you chose to put that in there yeah didn't like it no didn't i didn't like that. that was that was too much it was completely inappropriate and you don't need to put things like that in no, a book you do need it. you know and like and like uh chris said above like you can you can show a theme and a t- an era without slurs and yeah. phrases like that you know just don't put it in and like i i don't understand the mindset that puts a writer at, at like that to write yeah, stuff it, like that it's, it's tells you there's something up there that's wrong something it, up there is broken if you can remember with saga there was a line something along the lines like you know like i came like a dump truck 
you know, like they're quite vulgar. <laughs> and for some reason, with Saga, that works. If you know what I'm trying to say, whereas this, yeah, but that's that's not like that's not age inappropriate. That was a grown man yeah. saying that, which is absolutely no, fine. He was wasn't her. talking about yeah. a child. Uh, yeah, so she was, but she wasn't talking about a child. Mm. You know, this yes. was a this was a teenage boy talking about a twelve year old girl, and it's completely inappropriate and unneeded and unnecessary in a book written in 2015. Come on, dude, you this don't, is what, don't this write what I was like thinking. That. Keep that kind of vulgarity to the saga where it kind of belongs. Where this but book, even, which I would imagine, is aiming towards young girls to read as well. But does Saga but even get into that realm where they like sexualize children like that? I mean, I know there's the slave girl, but they're trying to get her off the slave planet. But it's like sure. this was just out of nowhere. It just came like and so early in the book as well. But this is the point I was trying to make. Sorry, was that it happened once, and then that was it. Like it felt out of place. Like if I had a like continued this theme of being vulgar throughout you can kind of like say well it has a place where it this didn't it wasn't you can think in the grand scheme of things isn't the worst thing you could say in a book but it just didn't seem to fit in and they mm. didn't carry that on through the rest of the the, the the five issues no and it could have been edited out the editor should have caught that and been like we're not putting that in a book mm. Mm. um i totally ignored everything you said there um, no. I was trying to think of something Research. else to say. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, you were talking about a different book. Was, I'm here to talk about this. Um, so, uh, I liked two scenes. Um, the one where Aaron gets shot, not because she got shot, but I, I, I like it when uh, kids are pretty much forced to do adult things. But then there's this slight comedic thing about it, like when they had to then drive a car. Mm-hmm. So then you do see, you know, a bunch of 12-year-old girls in a car, you know. But then, you know, they're handling the whole thing quite responsibly. You know, they got Mac holding pressure. And then you got um oh, I can't remember the name of the girl that was driving, but she was driving. She was doing her best, you know. And I think, you know, I, I, I did. I enjoyed that scene. Um, and... And then, you know, where Erin was um, hallucinating and she sees her dad. That was that was quite nice, I think. And he was saying stuff like, um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Is this, is this the part where he is, he, he's, his head's in his hands and he kind of lifts his face up and sort of like melting away? That kind of no, thing? no, that was later on. I have no mm. idea what that was. That was weird. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was just weird. a whole page of just weird. Yeah. Was that her dad she sees? I thought that was... President Nixon. Right. Oh yeah. Sorry, it was. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Anyway, he says something like, "Not everyone who gets shot dies." You know. Yeah, it was then... President Nixon, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought so. I'm sorry. going over. I'm like, that was her My dad. Bad. I was like, wow, I really misinterpreted that dream. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. My yeah. bad. Anyway, it was cool. I like the flashback, and you have them all like you have them ice skating. And uh, in the background, you've got like this laser fight between a, a, a spaceship and some rockets, like some nukes or whatever. And it's just mental and just the whole thing's weird. Um, and then the other scene I liked then was when the big green monster uh, shot um, the girl uh, Tiff, Tiffany or something like that. I can't remember oh, her name. Tiff. Um, yeah, Tiff. Um, shot her in the shoulder. Oh no, she was, it was strangling her, wasn't it? And then you had the whole flash her whole life flashback and it was her just playing that brick breaking game over and over and over again and that was just you know even though there's a quick like eight pages it's so cool and i took i spent some time looking at them you know and they were yeah. all quite colorful and but she says she was like wasting her life away that's a great life to sit and play video games <laughs> i would love to go back to like my teenage years and not have responsibilities and just yeah. sit and play like the nintendo or whatever Um, Connie's saying uh, she would have loved this book as a teenager to be honest I probably would have picked it up and gotten into comics a lot earlier because I always saw comics as a very male dominated fandom which it kind of is yes you're right Um, and we have Pete here evening thanks for joining buddy doesn't matter if you're late as long as you're here that's fine um Yes, uh, and we have a comment from Chris as well. He says, I think Vaughn wanted to explore a dominant female cast in this story as it hasn't been done really. Uh, if their gender actually makes a difference by the end is sort of up to you. 
uh, and your wait for it wait for it interpretation <laughs> hey we got one we haven't done that in a while thanks everyone i think female dominant casts have been done in comic books for years mm. i mean there's been a comic book series called birds of prey since like the late 90s which is all female <laughs> but nobody read that it's, it's uh, I mean, it only ran for 126 issues. It obviously (laughs) wasn't that popular. Yeah, Captain Marvel ran for like six issues. So that's like obviously super popular. I know you love that one so much. But Um, to be fair, I know obviously you mentioned Birds of Prey, but I don't think I could mention a female dominant uh, team book, I suppose, really. Team. Yeah. Can't think of one. A Force? A Force, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, if you're well, female, well it's not the quiz. Yes, this is not yes, the quiz. Yes, this is not count. No points here. <laughs> I mean, Wonder Woman's had her own comic book since like 1941, so she's kind well, of pretty, a pretty dominant <laughs> female member. You don't need to name <laughs> all all female books. It's just like, like I do get, like, like Connie said there, like, uh, you know, she would have read this as a youngster if um, if it was out back when she was young in 2006 or whatever she was. Mm. Yeah. Um, going back to the art, uh, I did take a little um, screenshot of uh, the time traveling machine uh, shooting off. Um, yeah, what does that cool. look like? <laughs> it was like a really swirly time traveling machine. It looks like something I've, dirty. Look, but... I have no idea what you're talking about. It looks really cool, okay? Um, take your mind out, look at it. Um, but after that, when we do see where they go, you know, like so for anyone who hasn't read it or needs reminding, this is when uh, the time scavengers take Erin off into the future to heal her from, from a gunshot wound. Um, so what was confusing was when they get wherever they're going, you know, you expect some sort of like, you know, uber futuristic, you know, medical machines or, you know, a fancy spray or a tablet or whatever, you know. But no, you see her, you see her like stomach covered in these bugs to help heal the gunshot. And I found that really weird. So, uh, like, it's it's interesting. And I would really like to read on purely to just see what Brian K. Vaughan's perception of the future is for this story and what other wacky things are involved yeah. in it because they were like in the, they I'm, I'm assuming they were in the amazon warehouse because that's where they show up and they just like take stuff off the shelves to get a better they're they're nanites aren't they the bugs that are on there they're not real bugs they're computers <sighs> they weren't living bugs i thought they were real bugs they no like they were bugs. they were like computer bugs designed to make her better but i did like when they showed up to take her to get her better. Like, they're like, we'll help her, we'll make her better. And they follow them into the woods, and they're like, yeah, this is such a great idea, following yeah. these guys into the woods. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's like the 80s, we were told, don't go off with strangers, no matter what, you know? And they're just walking into the woods with these two guys with bits hanging out of their faces, and they can't understand the language. It's like, seems like a good idea to me. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, how did they die? I can't remember, like, did they explain that? Because they all of a sudden were just like, they were stuck in the walls of this space time travel thing, and then. Yeah, they were were getting hunted down, weren't they, by a particular authority. And uh, they got, I think they got shot, or or one of the the time scavengers was kind of messing with the buttons because he says something like, uh, messing with the. Uh, tributary like that is suicide and he's like so is staying put and then after that something happens it looks like they've been shot or hit or something and you don't see anything after that so I'm assuming that kind no, of no they jumped they jumped without the exact coordination the coordinates that's why uh... they jumped he, he rushed it to get away and as they jumped they were sort of merged into the wall you know like in Star Trek where they yeah. don't get the transporters right and they end up in walls and stuff like that yeah. So I just feel like there was a shift when they landed, and they moved the ships. Uh, the ship stayed where it was, and they moved. Right. See, I just think there were too many moments in this book where, like this, where I, it, I was slightly confused, and it's not yeah. clear. Again, as someone mentioned in the chat, I don't think it's meant to be clear, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm still making my mind up. There. I think. I think. The plot not being clear. I think that's fine. Because then that can be cleared up. But then stuff like this, where mm-hmm. this is probably not going to get 
cleared up or answered in the future mm-hmm. um like is that just me being dumb and just not understanding the situation or is that you know me you know shane understood it but me and you phil and then you know we didn't quite understand it and other other people in the chat um that did understand it didn't understand it whatever so well, I could be way clear. off. I could. It could just be like my Star Trek like brain is going. Oh, they materialized slightly off center, yeah. so they're in the wall of the spacecraft. But I could be completely wrong. You could. You could. Um, you, you. You know what I think about this. This whole thing. Uh, maybe it's purposely been left to interpretation. Interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I just when we do that, I just hope that everyone does that along with us. Just you know, if they don't, next time next time okay guys i think i think that's it i think we should get onto our scores um tell everyone what we think and it looks like there's been quite a few people that have read along with us this week as well so please tell us your scores in the chat uh you know what goes on by now we will add your scores together get an average of that and then add it to our score um will this go on the top 10 we've got three spaces left on the leaderboard in total where are they gonna go um so yeah let us know what you think so shane please kick us off with your thoughts i'm torn because i i enjoyed a majority of this book um but there was a few things that really put me off like say the ending with the jumping to the present i was down for an 80s book you want to throw crazy time travel stuff in there keep it in the 80s because that's where my nostalgia lives and i would have enjoyed it a lot more had it finished in the 80s as well also, it's not a complete trade, which is one of my pet peeves. You know, it ends on a actual to be continued. Uh, and that annoys me when I read a trade. It's like um, a good fairy land. Yeah. We're not going there, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, I think Mac for me, just like, she lost me instantly with her mouth. There was just no need to have that sort of vulgarity come out of a 12-year-old girl. I know that's how people spoke in the 80s, but that's how people spoke in the 80s. You're not, you didn't write this book in the 80s, you wrote it in 2015. Yes, it's set in the 80s, but you don't have to copy everything that's said in the 80s in a book when you write it today. Um, so she, she lost me. Art is great because Cliff Chang is great. Colours are amazing. The book overall, it was, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I was just let down by the ending, but that's a personal thing where I wasn't expecting them to jump to the present or like 99, I think it was. So to be fair to the book, I enjoyed it. I'm going to keep the score that I wrote down as soon as I finished reading it, and I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Nice. Great. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got one score so far. Hopefully there'll be a few more coming in. Phil, over to you. So, I'm the same as Shane, only that I'm the opposite of Shane. I enjoyed the end. <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that they time-traveled, they time-jumped uh, to the 90s and you had that kind of big reveal. That's what's make me want to read on, to be honest. Um, again, as for Mac, she was my favorite character because, again, I think there's just more to her. I think it's all a front, the whole like, kind of attitude thing, and I think you'll see more about her. Um, in terms of the complete trade, I, I agree as well. Like, you know, whilst I don't need a start, middle, and the end for every trade, I just feel like this is too open, and we're just like it's not even a cliffhanger. We're we're just left with too much still to be, hmm. you know, could have been done with volume one. But overall, a good time. I think this volume was maybe more focusing on the characters and putting the people in place and get to know them a bit more and put them as a team. And you know, here's what's happening. Let's go solve it type of thing. And you just need to read on. And um, I mean, I think there's 30 issues yep. in total. And I think I would like to read them. So that's obviously a good thing. So uh, I, I'm, I've got two scores here. And talking about it has made me pick the higher of the two i'm gonna go with a seven as well nice Nice. interesting what was the lowest score 6.5 so that wasn't too far (laughs) a bit bit of a wiggle my my thing was i think 6.5 seems too low like it's 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 a bad book where seven is like is it too high so i just went with seven it seems good okay and the art was Um, good as well we've got Two scores in the chat so far, so this is the last chance now to get them in before we close the gate. Um, yeah, my 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 thoughts. Um, 
Yeah, the, the the biggest thing for me, and especially after talking about it uh, with you guys now, um, things just aren't very clear for me here and there. Um, uh, yeah, and and it's, it's probably my own, uh, <laughs> probably my own issue, um, but. I don't know. It, I felt like I've read a lot of stuff lately and it, I haven't had this clarity problem, so maybe it is just a book. Um, like Shane said, the art's great. Uh, my favourite thing about the art were the colours and the, how contrasting it all was and just how everything just popped. Everything was really fun to look at that way and it just kind of had, even though I'm not from the 80s, it had that 80s vibe. And I, I, I could acknowledge and appreciate that. Um, yeah, the ending uh, of this... Uh, of this volume yeah I, I i can see shane's point of view it's a bit frustrating that it just ends like that and it isn't like a, a finished arc but I, I don't think this was written as an arc you know this is a full 30 page story and they've just released it in five issue chunks and i also think that's not on for how this book uh should have should be read it should be read in, in either tens or the whole thing in one go. Um, I didn't have a favorite character. You, you guys have, you know, Shane. You said you don't like Mark. Bill, you said you do like Mark. I'm just indifferent to pretty much all of them. Um, they just, you know, they're good together, but I, I'm not leaning towards one more than another. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I enjoy the writing. Good premise of the story. I love time travel, so I'm always up for a bit of that. So I'm hoping we delve more into that in the future. And I, I do want to read on. Um, despite you know me having that cl those clarity issues so i uh i'm also going to give it a seven Ooh. whoa this is a very again. rare opportunity everyone for us to <laughs> give it the same score throughout right there we go so i've got a few more scores in so let me just uh write those down uh and there we go great um so uh while, while i'm doing this guys you genuinely shane would you would you read on really um, if I didn't have anything else to read, if I was looking for something... No, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, this would be, like, on the top of my list, like, mm. to read on when I've run out of everything else that I'm reading. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a nasty yeah, no, way. That I mean, I'm trying to say that in a compliment way, like, where yeah. it's on the stack for me to get to. I will get to volume two, mm. but I have more important things to read at the moment when I finish that, when I have Fair time. Enough. Family. Has reading this volume made you want to watch the the, the series? Oh God, no! <laughs> Dear Lord, no! Uh, <laughs> Not a chance. Uh, okay, scores are done. Uh, Connie, I'm going to give this one a seven. Thank you very much, James. I didn't mind. Uh, I didn't mind it. It was different uh, to what I usually read. Scenes with girls were good, and the art was interesting. So it's a six from me. Thank you very much, uh, Lewis. I enjoyed the book. The art, especially, not my usual, but enjoyed the change. Six point five. Uh, Dean. Is an eight for the book and a nine for Phil's new hair. Just, nice. just a nine. <laughs> it's, mate, it's because you didn't put your gel in. That's what it yeah, means. That's, um, that's seven point five from Chris and Martin says I did enjoy this volume. That art was cool, especially the colours that were used. For me, it's done uh, done its job as a volume one. As I will read on, it's a seven from me. So, adding all of those scores together, thank you very much again, everyone. You have given us the total average, wait for it, boys, of seven out of ten. No so, way. Exactly. So let's let's add it up, okay? So we've got my seven, and then we've got Shane's seven, and then we've got Phil's seven, and then if we, when we add that to your <laughs> guy's seven, and we divide all that by four, we get seven out of ten. Wow. This there has never go. happened before. We've never all scored this a is, book the same, including the herd. This is amazing. So, right, uh, for the more seasoned viewers, we know that it, this has not hit the top ten, but we will show you anyway. Here it is. Secret War is the lowest of our top 10 with 8.3 at the moment. And here is the rest of the leaderboard. So where does 7 out of 10 hit? It becomes joint 17th with Batman and Battle for the Cowl. There we go. Joint 17th for a 7 out of 10 book. 17th. Wow. wow. You've got to score high to get into the top 10. I know. I know. Uh, right, but yeah, there we go. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining. There's only one more thing to do now, and that is to tell you what we've got coming up next. It is Phil's pick. It's his last pick of the season, and then it's over to the Herd's Choice to pick our final book of the season. But uh, let's stop talking, and let's show you what we've got coming up next. 
There we go. Philip, please do enlighten all the podcast listeners what we're going to be talking about next week. Speaking of top 10 contenders, next week we have the Magic Order by Mark Miller. It looks lovely. It looks fantastic. It's Olivia Olivia Coppel, I think, is the artist, I believe. Right. Gorgeous. Nice. But there we go. There we have it. We're going to be talking about the Magic Order next week. Uh, We're already getting, getting some comments saying that it's a good choice. So, yes, there we go. Our very last thing to do now is to get our waves out and say goodbye. So thank you, everyone. See you next week. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. (laughs) Love you.